Tea Time is a weekly program by Karishma Vich and Supriya Vich on Friday evening at 8 p.m. Welcome to the Tea Talk show with Karishma and Supriya only on Radio for Brainport. Uh, as you all know, Radio for Brainport is an expat station and we broadcast 24 hours a day programs in English consisting of music, news and information about culture, science and technology for international community in the Brainport region. You must be wondering why I'm giving you all the information about Radio for Brainport right now. This is because we have a learned guest with us tonight who is also working for expats and helping expat spouses here in the Netherlands. I would, uh, I would request Karishma to welcome our guest tonight. Good evening, everybody. The guest for our show tonight is Heidi Loss. Heidi Loss, she's a career coach and cultural trainer and founder of Design Your Own Future. Currently, she is living and working in Eindhoven. Heidi Loss provides career coaching, training, and group workshops. As an expat partner career coach, Heidi wants you to live a meaningful life abroad, which will help you to stay contented and focused. Welcome to the show, Heidi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. You have an HR background. You followed your partner's job in 2007 and started coaching practice for internationals in Vienna. After the Austrian experience, you also lived and worked in U.S. So please tell us what inspired you to shift from the corporate sector job to start your own coaching practice. Yeah, that's a very relevant question, I think. And uh, I, I talk about it many times um, because I went through what you went through. It's uh, you have a certain job and uh, you like it and you are in a certain sort of rhythm or uh, it's it's a it's a daily routine and you don't think about it so yeah when you when you are uh, in your uh, safe zone it's it's all happening the way it is and actually you don't think about am i at the right place or um, do i do the things right or do i like what i do and you just do it because you have an agreement with your employer and uh, with your co-colleagues, so you do it. And I think I might be in HR now if I wouldn't be uh, shipped by the job of my husband. Um, but when the opportunity came to work, uh, to work abroad for my husband, uh, of course I said yes, because it sounds so exciting to mingle in other cultures uh, and also to be in a place where things are yeah not so not so comfortable anymore and i'm yeah i found out that i i searched for that so uh, uh i liked it we had two little children by then and my husband was always away so in the beginning like many expat uh, partners they first focus on the family they have to settle in they have to keep everybody calm and, and find a way around. You have to, uh, you have to do your shoppings and, and find out what is what and how does this machine work in my kitchen. So that takes a, a lot of time actually, especially when you have to do that alone. Um, but I was of course also observing my, my world around me and that world was pretty international. I was excited about the new cultures and, and all the people who were in the same boat. 
And um, I started uh, looking at my career at some point when everything was settled, all the boxes were, were unpacked and I found myself uh, safe in a new place. At that point, I thought, okay, what's in it for me? I was ready to take things on and I was exploring the job market there. And then I also looked back and I thought, okay, what, what do I want to keep? And what do I want to take, take with me in the next role? And what, what is my possibility there? Um, and then I looked around, I saw all those beautiful, interesting, very smart uh, expert partners. And I thought, oh my God, they have the same problem like me. And that was for me the motivation because I literally cannot see unused talent. That's, that's really very painful for me. If people have a certain talent, please use it because it's better for you, it's better for your family and it's better for the world. So I thought, yeah, I have to, to help them with the, their careers and my HR background came in handy. And also I think my personality and my coaching skills made it a little bit easy uh, to do it. It was not easy, <laughs> I must say. Yeah, long answer, I think, but yeah. So um, when I when I saw all those people, I started my business and that was not, uh, I wake up and yay, it's there. <laughs> no way. Not easy, yeah. Still today, it's always hard working, but I love work. So I love it. Well, I, actually, I wanted to ask uh, this question only, which you answered that uh, you moved for five five times. Uh, you relocated five times in three different countries, two different continents. So uh, how was your journey as a trailing spouse? Uh, I mean, how did you reinvent yourself with every relocation? I, I think we moved to one continent, I think Karishma and me. Yeah, exactly. And then you moved it's back difficult. and then you yeah. moved here again. Yeah. So it was like this, but I think you moved to like five different countries. Yeah, so. I can assure you, I, I bet you never lived in one place in India. So you have, have done the drill as well. Right. I mean, if you compare the size of the Netherlands with India, yeah. you have done the job before, <laughs> not knowing. And I know uh, that there are so many languages uh, in a big country like India and so many accents and so many uh, differences. I mean, one, one part of India is not the, the same as the other one. Yeah. And uh, many uh, Indians or many Indian uh, clients that I speak to, they have moved earlier. And also they left their safe haven uh, of their own family and they got married and they had to start their new lives uh, in a new family. And now, well, I think there are quite some similarities uh, there too. So I won't say you are a, a first timer, to be honest. But in your case, now you live in the Netherlands, of course the language comes in and that hits hard. Uh, but uh, what was your question again? I'm sorry. Did you reinvent yourself basically? Ah, okay. want to know how did you reinvent yourself after every relocation? Yeah, uh, first, first, the first uh, reaction in the first time was, oh yeah, I like this. And then the <laughs> second thought was, oh, wait a minute, I have to quit my job. And who am I then? Yeah. Uh, so I, I quite early uh, in the process, I felt like, what's my identity? Who am I? If I don't go to work, what's left? Mm -hmm. And that feeling is um, kind of confusing and sometimes uh, frustrating and 
and difficult to to deal with because it's you you are faced so many new uh, questions and you all have to sort it out by yourself. So I did that, of course, as well. And um, what did I do? I basically uh, uh, I, I took a piece of paper and I wrote down what what is a keeper. What do I, what do I, what, what did I like in my previous work and what did I don't in my life, in my free time, what uh, volunteer jobs did I like and why did I like it? Mm -hmm. So I really literally made a, a, a kind of a list, yeah. a list, a list or um, a, a mind map uh, with, with pictures. And I also, I love, I'm a little bit creative. So a, a mood board. It, it gave me uh, me time that, that really helped me to uh, have a closer look at who am I and who do I want to be in this new place? Because one big thing when you move to another country is uh, you, uh, you also get a new role in, in your family life. And you uh, normally, you or normally, most of the time you both work. And you both have a certain income, uh, but a routine in life. And you go back to school or back to home. You pick up children. But then all of a sudden, you are the one who is taking care of all the household. Yeah. And you are the one who is taking care of family emergencies or picking up children or staying at home when they are sick. So there is a big change in how you relate to your, par your partner. And that you have to reinvent on top of your own <laughs> reinventing. And yeah, how did I do it? It's literally, what do I want to keep and what, what do I want to get rid of? And it's a perfect um, timing. If you move abroad, it's you get a free, clean slate, right? Mm. You are forced in this situation and it's all in your hands. And that's yeah. awesome. Very exciting, of course, but yeah, that's that's basically it. And even your, I think your, uh, the kind of enthusiasm you have uh, definitely helped you to uh, kind of reinvent yourself and rediscover yourself. Uh, I think a smile is always helpful, uh, but it has to be natural because otherwise it's uh, very tiring. But uh, of course, enthusiasm in life, if you are open, if you are, yeah, if you are smiling, you get a smile back. It's, it's, yeah. you don't have to ask for it. It happens. So it's a, a sort of, well, I don't want to use it, but it's like COVID. It's so uh, infectious. You, infectious. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, if you, and it's some, I've also learned that you don't have to, you can also fake it. It's a really, it's proven. Uh, if you fake a smile, it will, it will help you. So it's, yeah. So I would actually come back to a very specific question now, Heidi. Mm -hmm. uh, when people move abroad, okay, and uh, they are qualified, very well qualified, but their degree, their qualification is not recognized. Uh, it becomes really frustrating when your qualification uh, is like you have to kind of, um, requ you require to either change your line yeah. or you have to um, redo what uh, you were actually doing and you have to redo it or you have to have an experience as a volunteer. So what should be the action plan and how should they proceed further? Okay, in your when you uh, face that, and sometimes it happens with certain jobs, uh, uh, with certain directions, it's 
like you cannot copy paste it to a new country, like uh, law positions or uh, uh, yeah, there there are there are jobs that are really hard to to copy paste to the new place, but never ever throw away what you have. So when you when you know that or when you realize that your uh, that your the, your job is not really easy to transform to the new place or to 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 move to the new place you get a feeling of oh i'm nothing worth uh it's where i have to be start from the beginning but no 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 because you all of us has so many things to give because of our experience because of our age because of our personality so please don't Push yourself down to nothing because then you well then you have a long way then you really need a coach <laughs> uh, but so so try to keep hold on to what what is there in you and you have it all of you even if it's far from Possible, possible jobs. But uh, to be honest, uh, you know, I would like to bring in my uh, experience as we are talking to you. Uh, for example, okay, uh, my qualification is recognized. Okay, and but there are no vacancies because of the language barrier. Then what do you suggest? I don't have to do a, another uh, certification. It is very well recognized. So uh, how do uh, somebody like me sh mm -hmm. uh, should proceed? Yeah, of course, uh, you can, and you already mentioned it, you can sit and wait till, uh, in your case, the Dutch language comes to you, uh, but it won't. So you really have to step up and step out of your comfort zone. And, and that means that uh, if you want to learn the language, to everybody who is switching to English in a second, you say, oh, wait a minute, I would love to learn Dutch, please. Have some patience and get me there. Help me, teach me. Uh, you can also uh, do it on a volunteer basis. You can talk longer to the person at the cashier, at the Albertijn or the Aldi or the whatever. Take your moments. If you bump into some somebody, you start a conversation. You have so many moments that you can use. Even now with, with uh, COVID, you can use uh, moments to learn the language. You can also find, of course, taalmaatjes. Uh, uh, there are really many um, also volunteer uh, options where you can uh, do language, uh, yeah, language training uh, yourself. And, and you ha have to make a map for yourself. How well do I learn uh, languages? Okay, no, I think it will take me a year. Then you know it's a year. But if you say all the time, I have to learn Ling, uh, I have to yeah. learn Dutch, I have to learn Dutch, I have to learn Dutch, but you don't do it, then it will never happen. It'll never so happen. Yeah. Be happy with every step. And then also you realize if it's one year or maybe one and a half year, then don't start searching for a job because it's unfair. Mm -hmm. Because then you come into this negative spiral. Like, oh, I'm not worth it. They, they are not hiring me. They, I don't even get an invitation for an, for an interview. Things like that. Avoid it. Please put it on hold. And then in, uh, in your case, if it's just purely the language, focus on it. And, and invest in it. 
Thank you. You just have to say, okay, you have this nice job, your partner. So, uh, yeah. Now it's my turn. It's my so turn. You have to pay some money for, for this language course. Yeah. And you have to stand up for it. Put yourself first, uh, prioritize Karishma. And, Absolutely. And it's so difficult, so difficult. It's about women. And then, uh, yeah, I'll come to the next question, which is about women. Um, I'm addressing a topic uh, which is uh, need of the hour, I can say. It's very relevant in um, uh, current times. It is about women in workforce. Uh, according to the World Bank Statistics 2020, women in labor forces are less than half. That is only 38.8%. So almost 61% of the women are unutilized workforce all over the world. I think we women can resonate with the gender gap in uh, employment, uh, balancing a home and professional aspirations, moving to a new country for your partner. And sometimes there are even language barriers, uh, as we just spoke about. So all these have somewhere affected our career journeys, our ambitions, and I'm sure many women would agree that we have uh, gone through it at certain point in time. So yes, the organizations worldwide are taking steps to improve the diversity and encourage more women in the boardrooms and leadership. Uh, uh, while the companies are taking steps, but I, I personally feel that we women also put roadblocks in our minds. And I totally agree with, me, with you, and I'm so happy yeah. that you say that. It's true. Yeah, yeah so, true. I mean, as to how far and up we can rise, so what is your advice to women uh, that uh, in this regard, that how do we work through these roadblocks? Uh, yeah, it, it's so interesting. When I look back when I started, um, the most of my clients were women, and now it's changing, and I'm so happy for that because I know behind those people, those men that I coach, are yes men but also a lot of women so uh i am i'm so thrilled to to also uh appoint that that it, it's really changing so uh there are women who say it's my turn and you see that also in uh, uh couples who both work once they, they go for her and then they go for him so there is really a big shift in uh, in uh, expat world if you look at the traditional expat spouse which was a lady it's not that that anymore because they want to work but as you said supriya we have as women so many natural instincts to take care yeah yeah absolutely we don't i agree realize it and if mm -hmm. i talk to women there is always a kid in the in the back when i talk to men it never happens and i know they are around <laughs> Because they are in the same, I know their spouses are working. So it's so interesting. They organize it. They organize their time. Yeah. Women, are, I see them with, with the child and then uh, somebody is knocking the door and, and we allow. Multitasking, but that is multitasking, isn't it? Yeah. But it is expected out of us and then we start feeling guilty about it if we don't do it. That's the problem. Yes. Men will never feel guilty about it. We start feeling, oh my God, we did not prepare the food or we didn't do this. Yes. We start feeling guilty. Yeah. Yes, continue. And, and also you talk about food. Um, uh, many people come from countries where where uh, they were not uh, responsible for cooking mm -hmm. or cleaning the house or driving the car. And so many have to leave their job, learn how to cook, learn how to be a mom, yeah. 
learn how to clean the house, learn how to be a wife in a new setting, learn the language, find a job. Oh my God, you, you cannot imagine what comes, what we take in. And I think you are absolutely right that it's all in our minds and we, we do it ourselves. Yeah. And, and of course there is a lot of, there is still a lot of uh, inequality on the job market, but it's, we have to also look at ourselves because I'm not the, 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 the how do you say it? The, I, I'm not the one with the higher income in the family, but I chose for that. Yeah. Then I also talk to people. They they actually I feel that they want to do that. They want to be the caretaker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But then what happens so often? They won't admit. So for public, they say I want to work, or even in the in the family or to the partner, yeah, I want to work, but it's not working. But internally, they say. Please give me some time. I want to take care of my child. I want to, or I want to develop a, a nice, uh, a nice art piece. Or I want to, I want to learn. I want to go back to school. But if you feel that, be honest. Be, be honest. honest. Yeah. Because otherwise, you get it's so out of balance. Yes. Very, very true. Very rightly said. Um, uh, can you tell us how do you prepare yourself for an interview in this country? What tips would you like to share with our listeners? Okay, so in uh, if you if you think about yourself and you say I want a I want a job, then you have little stages in the process. So in in the beginning, you can say I want a job, but first, first literally and. People who know me, they, they know what I'm going to say now. No, you have to know what you want. Yeah. So once you know what you want, you can start communicating about it. Yeah, I, I would like to mention, take out from the pile of clothes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> dig in, dig in, and then you'll get to know what you want. Yeah, yeah. I have this metaphor actually from a pile of socks, and they are all dark blue, yes. and oh. some of them have dots red dots now what happens if if i have this pile of socks i always take the two who are similar and that's what what actually basically job searching and finding a job is is that match so if you are dark blue not knowing not communicating well or no linkedin profile then there is no it's not going to happen it's not going to happen so stand out search for what is it what I want? Then you have to start communicating. Then your first goal is to get to know people. The second one is get a first interview, then a second interview, and then you want um, a job offer. Then you have to do some negotiation. And then finally, you are there. But what we do in our minds, we've, we erase all the steps and only go for, I want a job. Mm. It's a bit tricky. If I want to learn how to play the piano, mm. I would love to, but I know it's gonna take a long time and I have to do uh, uh, uh first. And then maybe in the end, I can play the piano. Mm. 
So I think uh, I can now relate to what uh, one of your, um, I was going through your website and I read uh, a very interesting testimonial about you. Uh, and I uh, couldn't stop smiling uh, reading that. It was uh, like, I would like to share with the listeners also, don't go to Heidi for answers. She mm. has the questions. You have the answers and she shows you that. I mean, so simple, but yet so deep. So that was, I think I was just listening to you and then I said, okay, now I know what, what that person meant. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, sometimes people say, what do you think? Yeah. I know. <laughs> what do you think? So it's always uh, a back and forth and, and a deep dive in you. And yeah. uh, of course, over the years, I, I sometimes know what best, what is best. But I, I will never say it. Sometimes I feel it and I think, oh my God, is it's so clear. How can you not know? Oh, yeah. Let's try to unpeel together mm. what that could be. Because if I say it literally in the first sentence, then they will, huh? What? Why do you say that? And there, there is always, and it's also if you have a job right now, uh, but you feel like mm, maybe it's time. If you have that moment, then uh, you have to do some investigation and you you have to do that because, yeah, it's like uh, learning how to walk. You cannot, we are not, um, uh, how do you say it? If, if a horse or an animal is bo being born, they are ready to walk. We, we are not ready to walk. And if you feel internally, uh, if you are ready to move from one job to another, Sit down, do, do that exercise. What do I want to keep? What, what am I actually good at? What do my colleagues say? What do they miss if I go? What do I miss if I go? And what am I very happy to let go? Yeah. Things like that. And then, then you get a clearer, uh, clearer picture. <laughs> yes. So um, now I would like to ask you some questions uh, related to like what time we are going through the uh, pandemic, COVID. So we are in this uh, unprecedented time. Uh, uh, COVID has uh, disrupted the normalcy of our lives. I think 2020 happened and we were locked into this secluded environments. And now working remotely has become uh, the new normal. But working from home has changed the whole dynamics of work culture, daily routines, and uh, probably the family time. Uh, Heidi, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I'm actually not the best person to ask because I started working uh, from home uh, from the beginning, actually, because my clients are everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, but now uh, I had to share my house. So it is, and I felt the, co the complex situation of... Um, uh, sharing the house or even a room or, or for some families a computer it's it's super frustrating and it's it's really it's it's put a weight on our shoulders but uh, also there are so many uh, beautiful things I think it, it really um, brought families together and especially yeah, expert, fami expert families with high demand jobs and frequent traveling uh, working uh, partners yeah, it can be tough also, but it's also wonderful to uh, to see daddy uh, at the kitchen table uh, every evening. I mean, my, my children never had that, and that was wonderful. And especially in the beginning, we were really bonding. But okay, yes, we are on the lucky side. We have a good house, and 
we have have we we have all a computer so it is tough and um uh once i was uh, talking to one client and i had many but she was really uh, clear on that she she was really struggling in all the roles that she had and we know uh supriya and uh, karishma we know that we have many roles and we do that without yeah. without knowing even and then all of a sudden some became also teacher and that was very hard mm. and i really really feel for the young families with multiple children some have two jobs right and if you even if you don't have a job it's it's a, a different role we were not born to be a teacher otherwise we would be in front of the classroom and we are moms and we have we have goals for them or ideals for them other than doing math i mean it's not me <laughs> I'm, I'm not. so it's it's super complex and um you really have to yeah take care for yourself take your breaks say to your colleagues okay now we go dancing <laughs> no, really, because we are, yeah. our bodies are, not, are not working anymore. So we have to do some exercises or crazy things with our colleagues. And I know in the corporate world, they really stepped up and they really, uh, yeah, they, they made such big steps. And I think we all did. I mean, we all know what Skype is or Zoom or Teams and, and it's, it's not a big thing anymore. Yeah. yeah, I would actually, uh, uh, you know, I wanted to just mention uh, recently I was reading this article and they were talking about uh, the work culture in Dutch offices. Mm -hmm. what is different okay so one of the points was that uh, they have their lunch uh, like quickly 11 30 and so that they can go back home and enjoy their dinner time uh yeah it's uh, we we do have short lunches and uh, when i didn't and i still have it i eat behind my computer and it's really bad it's really bad but we do have short lunches uh, that's that's true, uh, but we also do it practically. We don't cook lovely curries or uh, no. But but there is a huge difference in we have a sandwich where oh man in other cultures there are ah yummy dishes. But that also takes so much time. Eh? You, if you if you want to uh, have sushi, let's say you have to cook. You have to prepare so that that also comes along with um yeah with with our culture uh it's short it's practical uh but i love the other other lunches uh, so to say but that's also uh, one thing that some people come from abroad and then they think oh work-life balance in the netherlands is so good mm -hmm. and then i say yeah okay but you have to drive you have to cook you have to yes. do all that and we have short lunches, uh, so it's it's pretty hard working. Yes. So it's limited in time, maybe from your other perspective, but it is. Oh, it can be tough. Okay, great. So uh, Heidi, uh, we are introducing a Q&A segment in today's show because for the first time we were flooded with so many questions 
that we yeah. had to add a question and answer round. Thanks to you. Perfect. <laughs> so, so I'm going to take a few questions from the uh, from the listeners. Uh, the first question, uh, which I'm going to ask, uh, revolves around one topic: passion. It was asked by four different women that how do I find out what my true passion, um, uh, what my true passion is, or what I'm really passionate about, and is it important to find a job related to my passion? Yeah, very good questions, and I would specifically talk to those four uh, people, four ladies, maybe I guess, mm -hmm. um, and dear friends on the other side. Actually, you know it. You know what you want. But you have to take the silence to listen what's, what's there. And I don't know it. It's, it's just listening. Take your time. Take that me time. Sit down and think, really, truly, what makes me happy? Look at your values. Look at your look at the things that matter to you. If if I would say, what is the one thing you uh, can bring to another place on another planet? What will you take? There is a lot of answer there too. So mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a big question, but yeah. the answer is there, and I you know it. And you know it, uh, because if you wake up, what do you do? Or uh, if people ask you, what do they ask you for? What, how, do they, how do you touch others? It's there. So there are many, many ways to find it. Mm -hmm. But you just have to listen <laughs> or actually feel. So I, we can say that to know that course of action which they want to follow to convert their newly discovered passion into profession, they should come to you, right, Heidi? Of course, and and uh, I, I I think I am. Sometimes people are really irritated because uh, it goes so quickly. They are like, huh? Oh yeah, that's it, and uh, I can do that. Yeah, and it's it's uh, no guarantee, but I'm known for that. That people are really sometimes in awe, like mm -hmm. I didn't know that. So yeah, that's because of I ask questions, and I can unpeel those layers. Yeah. And I don't don't ask me how or why. <laughs> Interesting. A lot of listeners have this common question. Uh, they wanted to know how to explain the gap in the CV while appearing for the interview. Yeah, that's a beautiful question. I love it. And uh, I have many, many examples, um, mainly women, to be honest. Uh, they say, oh, I have this two-year two gap and oh my goodness. But then <laughs> again, it's us. How do we bring this across the table? What do we present? How do we present ourselves? If you say, I, uh, I moved from one country to the other, I took care of the family, I learned a new language, and I learned what's going on on the labor market, I've investigated your, your company, I know what it is, I want to work, I'm ready. I was not ready six months ago, but here I am, fresh and ready to go. So again, you have to... You have to feel that you are ready. And then there is no gap is, is a problem, really. And, and sometimes people say, yeah, but I chose to be for my children. And I say, if you say that, 
I think the other side of the table is jealous <laughs> because they uh, have struggled work-life balance all those years and, and you choose to care for your children or you choose to develop yourself. There's no thing like a problem with gaps, really. But you have to be able to talk about it or describe it in your text, in your, in your, because they see it, obviously, but it's turning to, to be more, uh, how skilled are you? And if you can say, hey, this is what I learned along the go, and this is what you need, you can, you can yeah, sell it. It's a bad word, but it's no problem. Um, actually, um, you know, um, there's, there's one question which um, I would like to ask on behalf of everybody. Uh, when the spouse of an expat plans to get back to work, mm -hmm. okay, uh, how can the family, as a family, uh, they can uh, be supported to start their new venture of finding work? Uh, yeah, I, that is purely depending on uh, how the family uh, is look like, uh, what what it looks like, and also how much uh, each of uh, the individuals value that you that you would like to do that. And um, but it's again also if I say, yeah, I might want to work, or and now it's my time, I'm going to hunt for a job, then they will. They will, they will let you go because they see you are uh, shining, you are ready for it. They see you grow every time you do something in this process and they are proud of you. So they will let you go if you are on the right track. And I remember um, my husband is working upstairs. Hopefully he's not hearing it, but I was always taking care of my family. And then at some point I said, I want to go uh, traveling for two and a half weeks. And... I go and I thought literally in the plane oh my god is he well ah, no, no they're not texting me and I was like huh why not they survived so when I, I wanted that for years but if you don't say it if you don't communicate about it it won't happen but if you start talking about it with a certain enthusiasm or power they will arrange it. They, they, they are happy. They, they go, please. We take care of everything, and they did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, we have many questions from the listeners now. Probably we can take. Carrie, can we take one more question? Is it possible? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. I, I uh, two, three yeah. questions about uh, mental burnout. Hmm. One question is about that, and one person is asking. I quit my last job and took a break for my mental health and I'm applying again but I don't know how to explain my mental health journey and like how to reveal that so that could backfire yeah so, so I, I it pops it's very intuitive uh, what I do now but if you if all the listeners uh, sit down and and think about uh, their friends and family do you know somebody who had it had something like this I, I guess that all of you at least know one or two persons that had, had this problem. So be open, be honest. Mm -hmm. You don't have yeah. to tell uh, that you were, uh, woo, what, but you can say, okay, this was, uh, th this happened in my life, and 
we all have that in our in our lives. So you can, of course, you you don't open all the books and all the pages of your uh, of your uh, journey, which was uh, probably a tough one. But you can you can also here you can be almost proud of it because you probably gained a lot of insights that built um, built you up or that made you the person who you are now, and that's so beautiful. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So, uh, you suggest that we should be one should be really honest, even uh, when you are formally talking uh, at, for, uh, and appearing for an interview. Yeah, and of course you you don't you don't say oh I was uh, but um, yeah we all have gaps and I think uh, nowadays people are sort of. Uh, surprised by oh were you so proud to do that or didn't yeah, didn't you struggle all the time and and did no some people need some time and i think this is also changing in uh, in today's life and it's more accepted to have a gap or to yeah to take some time we we need it and i think this also will grow with the last past uh, two years uh, that we had that we went through all of us because it's yeah, it's it's a tough one, and we all need our moments to reload and to feel um, re-energized again. And if that's Im made impossible by by the situation that we are in, and especially a lot of families, and and many of us are far away from family, that also it's 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 uh, heavy stuff. Uh, so we have to take care of ourselves, and uh, that matters the most. Yeah. With this, we come to an end of our Tea Talk show. Special thanks to Heidi Laws for giving us the invaluable time and sharing with us all the insightful information related to choosing the right career path and ultimately staying happy. Thanks to my co-host Karishma and Stephen and to all the lovely listeners for being with us tonight. Over to you, Karishma. Before signing off, I would like to share a quote by Winston Churchill, which will sum up our today's discussion. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Stay happy, stay safe and enjoy Heidi's favorite number coming for you all. Have a great weekend. Good night and see you all next week with another interesting topic and guest. Good night. Thank you so much.